All Elite Wrestling has moved out of Florida and WWE has vacated the Thunderdome, but wrestling is still buzzing down here in Florida. Coastal Championship Wrestling, CCW, continues to have shows all over South Florida several times every month, but it's been a few months since we've spoken to anyone from CCW. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MoonsToBeltTime.com, a website database tracking pro wrestling around the world. On today's show, we're talking about CCW with Nelio Como Costa. You'll have a chance to listen in on some stories and learn about a promotion that's setting things on fire, but I'm also going to ask him about some of the top stories in wrestling. Nelio Como Costa is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for August 16th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. Good morning, or welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I love the picture that you use. <laughs> a few years ago, I look at, I see a better man in that picture than I have to take. <laughs> man, I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, like you said, we're setting the world on fire. We're also putting on great wrestling shows. But one of the things that you said is exactly right. Now that all the wrestling and WWE is out of the Thunderdome and they're around the country, gives us a little bit of breathing room. Florida wrestling was really crowded for a long time. There's a lot of ops. So now we're, it's good and bad, but we have a little bit of breathing room here in Florida. But it's good to be here. I'm so glad to be back. It's been too long. I know it's been forever since May, since I've, I've had anybody from CCW. I think Tiffany was the last person that I had on the show. And I, I'm going to ask you about her in a little bit, but I want to go back to May. It was the first show I missed was Bash at the Brew back in May. And I'm just scrolling through my Facebook and I see all of a sudden you're like, I, I, I need a whole bunch more chairs and we're standing room only. We always had, and we still do, we, I, I try to get more, uh, 350 chairs. And uh, normally that was pretty good. One of the things about Bash at the Brew, or Bash at the Brew, which is amazing, is even when we have the chairs, a lot of times it becomes a little like us. Like people come and stand and they, they drink and whatever, they hang out right on the sides there. We have these two rows and then behind these two rows is really like three rows of people standing. So it wasn't really that much of an issue. We had a situation before where it was standing room only, but it was not an issue. There were more human beings than chairs, but there were some chairs that were still available. You understand that? So May, man, I don't know what it was with May. I, I don't know if it was our main event. I don't know what it was, but we had an insane rush a few days before and we had pre-sold more chairs, more than chairs. The day of it, I realized there was more chairs and I was a little bit worried about. It. We ended up having two 212, 212 more people than chairs. We had. Holy cow. Yeah. We had 570 in the building, 350 chairs, but it worked out. It was just a packed bunch of people standing. And one of the things is, is like, well, cause you're there, you're drinking beer. People are grabbing beers. There's the bar in the back and stuff. It is a very, it's an environment where you have the show. And then you also have people who are in transit back and forth, but it wasn't. An issue. I was worried that people were just going to be upset. We've had issues at the facility at the CCW arena where we had 140. Technically, we only, we really only put out 110 chairs at the arena. We had 140 for homecoming. So there was 30 people that showed up. Some of them had pre-bought tickets. We allowed walk-ins, We whatever, but people were a little upset that they had to stand in the arena, standing room only. I, I gave them a free ticket to the to their return, but that didn't happen this time. No one was upset at all because it was just the environment, the party atmosphere in Hialeah was great. So yes, but yeah, we figured it out. We're still at 350 chairs. Once we get past 350, you're going to stand, but it's a great environment. Standing sometimes is. Yeah, no, it's good there. Like you said, cause you're going back and forth to the bar and, and whatnot, but 
Is that the biggest crowd you had for Bash at the Brew? Because every time it's a good crowd. It's a hot yeah, crowd. We're close. We're close to that number. We had the July 3rd was a little less. We had four, four something in July because it was uh, the day before uh, Independence Day. So it was like, I think people were doing stuff that weekend. We have some big groups now that are like 30, 40 people in the groups that are that they buy consistently. Some A group of firefighters and a, an aviation group we love so much. They like, they bring their whole company to back to the brew every month. So it's one of those things where all, everything hit at once in May. And then the last one was big because of uh, QT Marshall. We had a, a huge ladder match with Jackal and Anthony Gatina. It was an amazing show. But it didn't get to May's, say what you will. But yeah, we're looking great. We have a huge uh, show in September with uh, Marty Bell and Cha-Cha Charlie, Dominican Dynamite, the Marty Bell, Cha-Cha Charlie's Dominican against the Tucker family, Jake Tucker, Marina Tucker. First time ever for them tagging together as a mixed tag. So it's going to be awesome. That's going to be huge. We have other matches that we're going to announce as well that are, I think we might surpass 540. 540, but I, I think we're going to be close to that this Friday in Fort St. Lucie because we have an awesome card. But we're in a situation where every single night I have to turn off my notifications on my phone because the ticket sale notification keeps going off. We're going to see a good crowd this Friday as well. So a lot of good crowds. It's crazy because we got this Delta coming through, but I think a lot of people are vaccinated now. I hope a lot of people are vaccinated now. Or they, they're they at the point where they're past the virus. But that being said, it's, it's interesting because I expected to see maybe some people being worried to come back out to professional wrestling shows. But I think people are just, they're just so ready to be out there. And as long as you're out safely, hopefully vaccinated and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned a whole, a whole bunch of stuff there, but the September 4th bash, the brew tickets are available on your website right now. Destiny awaits this Friday is available and we'll get it to all of that. But talk about what it was like to have QT Marshall there on at bash at the brew this past. Oh man. He's like, as a, as a performer, he's really, he's elite. This is uh, his return to Coastal Championship Wrestling. He wrestled some matches in 2006, 2007 with CCW when he was still like fairly young in the wrestling business, a couple of years in. So this is his return to CCW and he was great. Comes out, he cuts promo, how things have changed for the worse. And CCW is really funny. But uh, he was wonderful. His match with Cha-Cha was wonderful. When you look at a guy like that, you like his size and just how well he is in the ring, how well he performs is amazing. So it's no, it's no uh, surprise why he's such an amazing trainer. He did come and train at the uh, CCW training facility the day before. And I learned so much listening to him. Just, he was, it was great because he walked in and just like observing a little bit. And then he went, we have two rings and really three stations because of this, the amount of students at CCW is it's exponential right now, but he went right to the uh, beginner students who are still like kind of like takeover, all that type of stuff. And I learned a lot of stuff from hip tosses. Oh my goodness. QT's hip tosses are ridiculous. And he showed me a way that I had never even thought of to do hip tosses. He was hip tossing one of our new students at 320 pounds and he was just flipping them. And I loved it. I learned a lot on that Friday, Saturday. Oh my goodness. If you have an opportunity, if you're listening to this anywhere and you're a professional wrestler, you have an opportunity to go to one of QT's assessments. He'll make a, an assessment. If you have an opportunity to do that, do it, pay whatever money you can, because he will tell you exactly why you're not going to be working for a big company anytime soon. And that's really in, in, important information because if you know why, then you can change that. You can change whatever it is. You can change that about your technique or your body or your look or whatever. And uh, you can take it for what it's worth because he's someone who side who's going to be all the wrestling, but there's really a few people like there's a, like maybe two or possibly three of those people in the world that are important. So go to that. So we'll be doing that again, actually. Uh, I don't know the date yet, but we'll be doing it in Nashville coming up and then uh, hopefully back at the, in 
in the beginning of the year back in South Florida, but it was wonderful. He's, I can't say enough good things about him. I know that would kill his gimmick because even to the wrestlers, he's very blunt and tough, very blunt. Like there's no BS with, <laughs> but in reality, it's like, he's a really good guy. That's why he could, he's okay to do that. So you mentioned the training program and I mentioned the last person that we had on the show was Tiffany and we were talking to her at that time and she was telling the story of how she got the phone call from you and everything when she just casually yeah. filled out the application and whatnot. But she debuted on that same show that QT Marshall was on. And she did. She did. It was trial by fire really was a trial. But she's been, she's been training for a year and uh, she was, she has been holding herself, her own debut back in reality. She was, it was not a mental thing. It was, she wanted her debut to be perfect. And I think it was as close to perfect as a debut can be. You'll see that on a, a live run. And it shows like what a competitor that uh, Leila Gray is, who I don't want to break kayfabe too much, but she really, she really made that match as well. You know, Tiffany did a wonderful job and was a wonderful match, but Layla like really showed her, her experience now. And she wrestles on AEW constantly. Mission Pro, she's all over the country. She's here with us now, constantly, like a bunch of matches. And uh, I think that shows a lot of credit, but obviously Tiffany, a lot of credit for working so hard for a year. And Tiffany had a lot of early setbacks and a couple of early setbacks that were just really difficult for her. And there's times in the ring today, like it's all mental, but like, there's times when she'll stop and say, like, I don't get this. It's, what, are you, what is there not to get? What is there? What are you talking about? So it was just one of those, um, it was just one of those things. So I was incredibly proud of how she did. And obviously it worked out perfectly. It was so organic. Badge of the Brew, she was the, it was a ring announcer and uh, she was thrown into that, completely thrown into that. And from, if you watch the first Bash of the Brew, her ring announcing is terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> like she's yelling at the microphone. Her cadence is off. I was like cringing between every match. But then this is the point I'm making. Then she got really good at it. And then as she improved, I feel like the, Bash of the Brew audience, they, they, uh, watch this show. They all go to every single one of them. Like it's the same, it's the same 500 people. They grew with her and by the third or the fourth one, before she would come out, they would start chanting like Tiffany. So they were behind her hundred percent. And then when, you know, what happened with her and Layla, the Bash of the Brew four, five, I think four, I don't know, one of those, uh, uh, at Bash of the Brew four, when they had their fight, the crowd was so, they knew Tiffany, they watched her. Right a timid, bad ring announcer into a confident, good ring announcer. So they had already, they already knew her story. Now here was the next step of the story and it worked out perfectly. And that's why the crowd, like the, the pop, I, it was one of those things like that, that crowd pop was one of the biggest pops of the night when she attacked Layla back. And then, then when she actually had a match was the crowd was insane. So she's already like, it's one of those organic stories, like the Daniel Bryan story where he, he loses at WrestleMania and the crowd, like it's one of those things where it's this crowd. No matter what now, like if, if Tiffany decides she wants to become a ring announcer again, it's too bad because the, uh, it's out of the box already. The crowd is not going to uh, let her. So we talked about QT trading and we've talked about Tiffany going through getting all the way to her debut. The other thing that I've been noticing a lot that you've been posting is, uh, for, as far as the training facility goes, you got Gangrel there all the time now. Yeah, yeah. The vampire is the head trainer, man. He is awesome. It's one of those, again, it's like a paradigm shift. You left Dave Gangrel, Dave Heath. Has been a, a trainer for years, a Knox Pro out there in California with Samoans. And he had his own training facility here in South Florida for three years. 
and he was, he was in a different point in his life. And uh, I think it was just perfect. It was just absolutely perfect. I was absolutely wanted in terms of as a promoter, Gangrel, I love the brood. I, I, as a kid, it sounds going to sound really bad. As a kid, I just love, I love the brood so much. I was disappointed when Edge was a single guy, singles, when they brought, when they had uh, Christian and, and Edge and they moved him away from the brood. I was really disappointed because I loved the gimmick and I loved, uh, I love Gangrel. He's, he's such a character. And one of the things about CCW, oh, there's one of the things that QT said that he loves about CCW is such like big characters, Cha-Cha, Agni, Venetius, Ariel Levy, like huge personality, huge characters. A lot of indie wrestling right now is like tough guy in trunks A who can work really well versus tough guy in trunks B who can work really well. And so it's like one of those things is when we have guys who go out there and are really put themselves out there as a character and who is, I think, one of the best characters of all time, Gangrel. So it was awesome. And then in terms of training dad ackerman he's a great trainer he's he started the he started ccw started the training facility 2004 uh but man like dave heath lives it he really does live it like he's training there right now his morning class he's just completely immersed in it so monday through thursday 6 p.m 10 p.m we're fanging and banging in there and then wednesday morning some other morning classes he was there a sunday at a clash in the kelsey and he was breaking down everybody's match with us after afterwards. He looks like he looks at everything so much so closely. So yeah, and obviously for new students coming in, it's really awesome. But it's also and it's awesome to have a guy who can be such a match agent and also someone you might see show up on uh, CCW on CCW Live. He had a little cameo on a live last night, but I'm really excited about just the prospect of us moving forward together. And, and he has a bunch of awesome students who are loyal to him, follow him wherever he goes. So. We have a huge influx of new guys that you're going to be seeing at Inco's Championship Pro And it's been amazing so far. Oh, it's funny because you get a, an influx of maybe 20, 25 new guys who are trained, who've been wrestling. And then you get these, the egos in professional wrestling coming sure. into play. Who's our top guys? Who's, who's coming in and who's going to do this? Or when is my match time or whatever? But we work every weekend. I don't see many indie wrestling companies, you know. Uh, we have a show Friday and I just, I'm just adding a, a special show, a festival show Saturday. I'm wrestling four times this weekend. So there's plenty of opportunities to wrestle, but it's one of those things of who's our top guy and who's our, who's the best and stuff. But I, I look forward to that. I think it's a challenge and I hope, I know most of my guys, at least, you know, the guys who are wrestling every month at the badge and who are wrestling Friday. And they know that it's every single day we wake up to earn our spots. And that's in life. That's not just in professional wrestling. So let's just like work harder and, and make our show better and make our training better and make our company better. And I think Dave, he definitely does that. And I need me and Dan as well. Like we need, I need someone, I needed someone like that ecstatic that he's around. It's awesome. Cause so, so far, it's so funny because you, he's like the most chill dude. He's like, it's like California, like relaxed guy. And I don't know how many times you've seen Dan, but Dan is normally the guy who's like yelling and freaking out. And I'm really a relaxed guy. So it's nice to have another guy who can help calm the waters a little bit. It's, it's nice. You mentioned the brood earlier and you got, so there's three parts to that. One of them made evented WrestleMania. One of them's made eventing all out. And the other is training SCCW. You're right. You made it right. Alive with them. Right. That's, right. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have the impact. We have the impact champion too. Like Christian's impact champion. Yeah. Edge is edge. Jeez. I didn't even think about that. But yeah. Then you have, uh, uh, Gangrel, you know, 
that faction all these years later. I mean, it's been, what, 25 years or something since the brood was on television. It's just something, too, that they saw something to that character. Gangrel was already a better, like, four or five-year veteran. By yeah. the time we got to the WWE, he'd already wrestled in Japan and other places like that as the Vampire Warrior. They put, they put Edge and Christian in with him to see if he could be the leader on that thing. And now he's leading us. So if he could be a mentor and a leader to Edge, <laughs> that would be a Hall of Famer, Christian, a future Hall of Famer, current Impact Champion and stuff, then I think he can be, I think he can be a mentor to Cha-Cha Charles. <laughs> or we're, we're very lucky to have or Will Austin or Alex Ocean, Agony, all uh, Jackal. So I have to ask you the, the, some questions coming in here with, you mentioned the big influx of people that you've had him into the facility. Yeah. Uh, Travis really interested. She, he's seen Kylan King in a couple of. Yeah, she was there last night. It's one of those things. Like, I don't want to spoil any uh, surprises. We have some cool, fun things planned. I, I can't tell you how many people were messaging. Like, oh, like Kylan and Marita, Kylan and Marita. Let's just, let's, let's all this, let's make it happen. Let's wait. Like. It's so funny. Everyone's just ready to like, trust me. I, I see it. I see the messages of the dream matches and a bunch of cool stuff that we can do. But let's just, it's funny because there's a lot of stuff laid out, but we'll, you'll see some surprises coming in. It's, I think when that show Lost came out in 2010, everybody started like freezing every frame and like analyzing every piece of information they could. So now people are looking on the, the pictures like, wait, that's who's that there? Oh, wait, well, you know, so it's going to be something else. Yeah. It's something else already. Because it's hard too, because I really, we like to focus on long-term stories or try to as best we can in independent wrestling. It's so difficult. And then now it's slow like, it all up. Her versus her him versus, and I'm like, oh, let's make those matches count. That's something that I think that I try to do more than I see other independent wrestlers. Let's make the matches count. Let's put an audience in front of a bunch of people. So the other thing is you mentioned, um, you, you've caught, you referred to yourself as like an indie. I've heard you refer to yourself as like a regional. Sorry, we're, sorry, I'm sorry. I screwed, up, I screwed up. We are the last words territory. Last territory shirts go on sale this Friday. So you better buy them. I'll put the link up today. Well, you better buy them. We are a territory. We are a territory. That, that, that's sorry. I said, I, I, I should never say it anymore. We're no longer an independent wrestling company. We are a territory. And really someone explained to me, we're actually two territories. We do have weekly shows. We're running up and down the uh, Florida from, oh, I think I might just spoil something, but Melbourne down at South uh, Miami, down South Florida. And then uh, of course, Naples and Fort Myers now. So we have this little area. And Nashville. And we, well, that, then that's almost, well, you're actually two ter territories because you're going to be running monthly in Nashville. And I'm already in talks with uh, a building in East Tennessee and then doing a little circuit in, in Nashville with the help of guys like Bram, Camille, Bill Rickhouse, uh, Bram from the NWA, Tom Latimer, sorry. I keep calling him Bram, but he's Tom Latimer. And then Chase Stevens and uh, a guy, Babel Jake up there and they're rearing to go. So with their help, I think we're going to have a, a second part of the territory going in no time. Now, that being said, we're going to be running monthly in Nashville. I have the ring up there. We have the school up there. I'm not going to say like everything that we do is a territory. Florida is a territory, but I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening up there in uh, Tennessee that you're going to see. And maybe six months from now, we're going to be in a whole different level than just the last territory until then. Yeah, we're, I guess I should stop saying we're an independent wrestling company. We are a territory. Well, well educate us on that. Look, I got, what is the difference in your mind? The difference is we now have to hunt and kill anyone who runs in our area. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the difference of a territory was you had the uh, NWA, which was the governing body, and then they would decide who was the 
legitimate area runs called South would run or St. Louis. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The St. Louis territory. Then you had guys down in Houston and Texas had three territories in it and whatever. But really, like when I want to say a territory, I really do mean it more in the sense of running so many shows in different areas. So before in Florida, it was Eddie Graham and he would run like the uh, Miami Beach Convention Center. And then he would run Palm Beach and then he'd go to Jacksonville. Then he'd do Fort Myers or what's called the Hertz building now, but I forget the name of it. So you'd run all these buildings almost like on a weekly basis. And you would tell like a rotating story for those areas. And what I say where the last sort of territory is, we're going to be running monthly or more uh, in each little area in each city. We have Bash of the Brew regularly in Miami and Palm Beach at the Kelsey Theater. We have our monthly show, which is uh, coming back for Heroes Welcome on September 12th. And then... Uh, Nightmare on Lake Park Avenue, or, sorry, Le Nightmare on Park Avenue on October 17th. Then we have our shows in Port St. Lucie. And then now we have a monthly show that we're opening on Fridays in Naples. So each one of those areas uh, are going to be covered by CCW with, I really want Johnny Nova to be my guy in West Palm Beach. I really want the people in, in West Palm Beach to, to, to snatch on to Johnny Nova. Chata Charlie's my guy at Bash the Brew. I really want them to feel jackals exploded at the Bash too. But I really want people to go and have their guys for their areas or their cities. And now with these new guys coming in, I really want the whole, I want the whole of Florida to watch alive. I want them to buy the tickets to their regional area. And I want them to say, hey, I know that I have like a, a minor league baseball team. I know that I love all the wrestling, right? I know that I love the WWE, but my promotion is CCW. I think that's how you listen to guys. I hear guys right now talk about, I used to go to the, the Davey Rodeo and watch Dusty Rhodes get bloody every week. And I'm like, let's see. That's what I want. I mean, I don't want nobody to play it every week. But that's what I want in five or six years. People being like, I remember when you know, CCW was here on a monthly basis. And that's what we cared about. So that's where we're going. That's where we're going. But you know what? It works. It works in another way too. And the professional wrestlers don't have that like opportunity to work in front of crowds as much as they used to. Like I've, I've heard my trainers for years say stuff like, well, in Puerto Rico, I could work on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. and I could work every night. And then you guys couldn't do it because you guys aren't tough. Like we were back in the eighties or the nineties or whatever. And then now is a situation that well, I do work four times a weekend. So it's, you want to get better. You can come to CCW and get a lot better. That being said, we've had that talents reaching out like crazy. So it's a lot of spots. Obviously we want also all our wrestlers to be on the radar for WWE and AEW and NWA and MLW. Oh my goodness. MLW. Now there's some stuff happening with us in MLW that I'd love to, we're going to talk about down the road too. But I want to be the situation where it's, they come to CCW because they want to get to that next level on AEW, WWE, whatever. And this could be a place where they can come and they can work and they can work storylines to get a lot better. And then they can go somewhere else. Um, for our own students, but also for guys who, you know, that's something I, I know QT is, was interested as well, because we have Rosario Grillo and Hunter Knott of the factory coming in wrestling Cha-Cha Charlie and the Cha-Cha Jargonauts. We have a lot of the guys from the factory reaching out because they went to the factory. A lot of them have gone to AEW Dark. Maybe they're not going to be signed in a month or two months or three months. So what do they have to do? They have to work. So they can either go and work one show at Beyond Wrestling. And yeah. then one show at somewhere else and then one show at Chicago land championship wrestling or AEW in Chicago or whatever. They can run one show there, two shows. 
or maybe they could call CCW and they can work five shows and a storyline and uh, show some promos on CCW live and get themselves in and out and, and whatever territory. Like we'll have our guys from Cha Cha Charlie, unless a bigger company sides him anytime soon, he'll be our guy. Jackal's our guy. And then of course, oh, I'd love to have rotating guys coming in from different parts of the country and then new students coming up. So that's how I see us as the last territory. It, it's, it all piles on itself. You know, the school, CCW Live, all these shows. So now we've established you guys as the last territory. Last one. In a couple of years, a bunch of people are going to say they're a territory, but right now we, we, we'll, we'll say that we're the last one. There you go. So with that, let's talk about the forbidden door concept that is yeah. all over wrestling right now. It's, especially if you just look at your card for this Friday, Destiny Awaits, in context with the forbidden door. It's so funny you say that. So obviously Brian, we love Brian. Brian comes down, he trains the facility. Uh, he has a deal with, uh, Brian Red Cage, Cage we're talking about. Brian Cage. Sorry. Yeah. Brian Cage, the machine, this Wolverine, like Mr. Get My Shit In. He comes down and helps out. He will train at school on an, on occasion and he will, he has a deal with Red Con down here in South Florida. So he's in the area a lot and he loves where he told me, loves working our shows. I want to, I, I spoke to him. So let's talk about some opponents that. You know, you haven't had an opportunity, you don't have the opportunity to work. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, this is a great idea. So Rich Swan, former Impact World Champion, Brian's former Impact World Champion as well. They're working together, the main event in Port St. Lucie on our show. Moose, former TNA World Champion, is working cha cha I don't know, Brian wanted, he wants to work Ridge. I want to see that match. So you have an interview, you have an Impact and AEW talents working in the main event of our show. We have another Impact talent. Moose was just on All Elite Wrestling. So you don't know when Rich Swan is going to show up on All Elite Wrestling. He, he's just really awesome in that, like... Moose is on New Japan, too. So he, Yeah, New me yeah, exactly. So you have these guys who can work and work anywhere and work anybody. So it's a really good thing, A, for the wrestler. And I think, B, for some of the promotions, like, you, you have an opportunity to see fresh feuds. I think uh, a Christian going to Impact is, opens up a lot of like really cool things. Like, I hope, I don't know, like, like I love his old theme music, like Chris John, Chris John, you're on yeah. your own. That's freaking great. So I would hope, like, that, I'd hope to hear that again. That's how, <laughs> but you have uh, Osprey's going to be working in the United States. Switchblade worked Sam Adonis at Warrior Wrestling, or he is working Sam Adonis Saturday at Warrior Wrestling. It's just like sitting there. Then I'm sitting there, I can get Switchblade on a CCW show. It's one of those things where you're just like, your mind just starts working. Like, Osprey be able to work indie dates. Like, I'm sitting around, like, it completely changes everything. Uh, uh, Bram is the, Bram worked super crazy at our last Nashville show. He's a trainer at the CCW training facility up in Nashville. And now I'm thinking, like, uh, Tom Latimer. So I'm thinking, like, a bunch of opportunities of guys in the NWA working impact guys in CCW because they're both out there in Nashville. It's just a, it's nice. Yeah, it's a weird time. Yeah, you can go to you can go to any show, CCW or AEW Impact, and you can see anybody almost. Right, so. right. Well, you saw Cha Cha Charlie and Will and uh, Salazar on AEW. They were working as Ricky Starks, the security guards. Well, yeah, I throw it around. You know, the Forbidden Door. It's open up. La Brava, La Brava was working Elevation. That uh, that same that same thing. You're going to see some other uh, CCW guys working all wrestling as well. It's, widen that strengthen that bond yeah it's really cool and the only only people that you for sure won't be able to see is guys who are signed with wwe contracts but lately there's a lot less of those guys around 57 uh, like yeah, exactly there's not gonna be many of those guys it's gonna be like nine guys in the world that can't work <laughs> anywhere else but i think the wwe obviously is a cost-saving measure but i think what they saw 
what's going on AEW Dark, and I think they saw like a new, better way to do development, like a, a cheaper way, you know, but also in a way that it's they're still getting seasoning other places, but I could still bring them in, work them in underneath capacity, and then when you see, so I would expect to see. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna see WWE dark anytime soon, but I would expect to see on certain shows potentially underneath talent or some CCW talent working some enhancement work for WWE and stuff like that. A lot more often than we've seen over the last years, five years. They changed that manga. Has that exodus from WWE has have you seen that impacting any of the recruitment or anything like that for you guys? Is it how is that impacting the Florida scene? Talk about new wrestlers coming into the school, not at all. There's new wrestlers coming into the school is insane. Or just people looking for work even. Yeah, people looking for work is getting crazy. It's one of those things where whether they like to admit it or not, when you have a new huge flow of potential independent wrestlers dropping into the marketplace, it hurts your ability to go out and work. It just depends. It's hard because you want to see guys, I'll give you an example, I guess, Braun Strowman wanted twenty thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, nobody's not getting a payday because oh, we're gonna bring Braun instead of, instead of whoever. But the, you are guys who came in came in a little came down on their pricing because there's just a lot of new guys just flooding the market. There's gonna be more new guys and girls flooding the market. That being said, for us, there's a certain type of talent that we look for. Yeah, like I love Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. um. And other guys like that, but those are more like feature one shot type of stuff for those day to day, like guys that can work five, six shows. It's still the same for the most part. There's also guys, you know, guys who leave the business too. There's a lot of guys like there's guys who come into wrestling, guys leaving wrestling. There's new talents graduating school every day, but it is going to be a little bit weird. You're going to see a companies like SWE Fury, the team to grab all every single one of those guys down in Texas or PPW to run like super show where they try to grab all of those guys. I feel like those companies, they're going to just always be able to grab those guys, but then they're going to go get a run at Fury, but then the new guys are coming in right after, you know what I mean? So sure. it's, that's where I think a lot of people will be affected. But if, if we're going to bring in like a buddy to work, Brian or Buddy to work, Will Austin or whatever. It's a one-off type of thing. So I don't think, and I don't expect him to be available very long at all. I expect him to be in AEW. In three seconds, yeah. yeah. Upcoming, like whenever he's available. Well, the same thing with Andrade. Like we, I had, we had talks with Andrade and uh, still available, actually. <laughs> Even if he signed to AEW, we, we had talks with, you know, right away, as soon as it happened. And I was like, but then it's, but then things, then he signs and then he's working at AAA and all that type of stuff. And, will be the last time I know he, we have guys who are going to be announcing they're working with LAWE. So there won't be the, we'll be rubbing up against each other still. So I'm not saying it never happened, but it's one of those things like, so it, that, that would be it. If Andrade was like the only guy, that would be something that'd be like, okay, we have to do it. But there is so many at the same time that he just gets lost in the shuffle, you know? Yep. So one of the, one of the news items that came up last week in, in wrestling, Wago Del Sol gets a contract. Wango Del Sol gets a contract, and about three seconds later, you got him announced for a date for Satan. Well, I wanted to announce it before. <laughs> I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait. So October 23rd, there's another big surprise. But yeah, Fuego, met, I met him. I met him at backstage at AW in my, and then literally he worked the taping at the CCW arena. He worked S2S for a British bloke I like a lot for his website, Dan Edler. And uh, he had, I would say, like, 
one of the best matches with Alan Martinez, S2S. I bet. It was really good. Really good. And right then, like after I said, hey, and then the, the it was the closed taping. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, you guys deserve to have a match in front of 600 people. So I was like, let's get this on, let's get this on paper and stuff. So I, we locked them in for October 23rd in Port St. Lucie. There's another huge surprise. I can't drop the poster. I want to drop the poster by Friday. I can't drop it yet because it's a huge surprise. I don't want to, I don't want to detract from Friday's show. But as soon as I saw that contract, I want to make sure that people know that he is coming our way. And that's why I love AEW. is not going to block it. They're not going to stop him from working with us. But yeah, I, I was so happy. I, I was watching with my daughter, Rampage. And uh, I had a f- inkling, I had an inkling that I was like, I think they're going to just give it to him anyway. Nobody told me anything or whatever, but I was like, that just seems like the right thing to do. And obviously they did it. He yeah. deserves it. He's freaking good. And he's such a nice guy. I guess people do see it because they see being the lead and all that stuff. I think that's what got the contract is such a chill guy, such a, such a, like, uh, he's an Oklahoma guy, but like it's a Texas, he just wrote me, you know, it's like a good old, like. Texas good old boy. It's funny because it's a luchador. Something like that. So I, I could see it a hundred percent. As long as his personality came through, like I, he deserved it. So he deserved it. Absolutely. And I think his personality will continue to come through. I think now that he's under contract, I think he really good potential to work as a baby face underneath baby face, like another Darby Allen or something like that. Really good. If talk about Fuego's personality. Fuego's not an ugly guy. You know, like these, the luchador thing. I don't get it. Like, like Rey Mysterio's good looking guy. Fuego was not an ugly guy. Like he didn't need to put a mask on. I don't know what the impetus is. Normally a guy's like ugly to wear a mask. People like thrive. Think about it for a second. You always want to put an ugly dude in a mask. So he's a good looking guy. He has a lot of baby face sympathy. Well, sorry, continue. Well, I was actually going to ask you about the comedy shows that you're running. Yes. (laughs) CCW Ringer. Yeah, it was, I was really fun. Now I have a, a background in comedy for years and I was like, Let's just do something fun. Uh, a friend of mine, he's a producer. He's an agent, Eric Rosenblum, down here in South Florida. He also does a lot of printing stuff. Southgate Design is his company. But he is, he was like, man, we gotta, we could just, we could just uh, do comedy in the ring. Because he, he came to a show we had 140 people at. And he was like, you have a real venue. I'm like, yeah, it's a CCW Arena. So it is a real venue. And he said, we should do a comedy show. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure if it will draw people or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? We should have a wrestler do comedy and, and then bring in real comedians. And we, you know, this last time was Carl Remy, who you can check out I Possessed, the, the movies, first movie that he wrote and directed and produced and stuff like that. We had a Dave from South Beach Toe there. And, I, and of course, funny, I, I know these guys for years and I worked with these guys before. And then you know, they're coming in and it's, it's funny, like Carl comes to me, he's like, how'd you get hooked up with this ring and these guys? I'm like, Carl, I'm a wrestler. I've been a wrestler. <laughs> You're a wrestler too? Like what, what was going on? So, so they perform in the ring and then Ariel was this last time. Bo, Bo Tavia in the blue chip last month. He did a freaking great job. I thought he was going to bomb and he did that ring. <laughs> and then we had Esther Koo who was wonderful. And then now Carl Remy. So talking to a guy who loves professional wrestling who reached out to us. Uh, he comes to all our shows up at Port St. Lucie, Casey Peruski. So once I get a date on Casey Peruski, he's hilarious. He's hysterical. He has a, a, he has a special on Hulu or Netflix. And I see every time when the tickets come in, he buys tickets to the, every time from the Port St. Lucie show, he bought a couple other tickets 
And I wanted to tell him like, come see me, dude. I don't know if he knows, but come hang out with me and see me. I'm there. I'm sure he sees me. But he's just, maybe he's nervous or whatever. So he'll be the next one. And it's really fun. It's really good time. People come a circus bar, which is in the same, there's a bar in the same complex as us. They come and they'll bring a little drink thing for the band. You can't have comedy without booze. And it's a fun time. Absolutely. All right. It's a huge weekend in wrestling coming up. We've got Destiny Awaits. We've got this United Center show in Chicago. Sam Punk is going to come out right away. You literally should just start the show. The fans will already be chanting CM Punk. And then yeah. you call the personality and he comes out. That's going to happen on Friday. If you need to watch it, just come to Destiny. <laughs> DVR that. You can't DVR, DVR that. that. And then he's going to come out and he's going to cut a kind of a baby face promo or be even better. If he comes out and he cuts a heel promo on Chicago, on Tony Khan, on all the AEW, uh, and then say, why would I ever wrestle here and leave? That would be great. But uh, yeah, no, uh, we didn't know Rampage was going to be there. Obviously we have Brian in there. He didn't know uh, uh, Rampage was going to be booked on the same day either and whatnot. So it, it was like, it is what it is, but ticket sales have been great. Come watch our show and then DVR Rampage. SummerSlam is on Saturday. Yeah. In Full card, 10 matches or something like that from Vegas. I have, I'm booked on a show in Ocala on Saturday. I don't know how that's going to go. I know in the back, we're just going to be watching some slam. And yeah, then what's the goal? NXT is on. Yeah. What a stacked weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be very busy. All right. You have, and then you have, so you have Destiny Awaits Friday. The card on that, we've talked about Moose versus Cha-Cha, Bride versus Rich Sword. Yep. Oh, uh, the South American Alliance versus the Red Man. and Scumbags, those pieces of trash. They won a, a battle royal in natural in May, and they decided they wanted a tag team title opportunity. When you win a battle royal in CCW, you get a future championship opportunity. It would just so happens the South American Alliance already had matches set up or whatever. They decided to take it in their own hands, attack the South American Alliance after their match, the last bash the group, whatever. So this is, uh, this is their opportunity. Loose by just a piece of trash. You also have Ashley Adiambose, who's done a lot of work on all the wrestlers, fitness models. Wonderful. She'll be wrestling Marina. That's going to be a huge match. And then it's interesting because we needed a title match in Nashville the following week on the 28th. So we have Ashley Diambose wrestling Caitlin Alexis in Nashville. We have Marina wrestling JC Storm in Nashville. And uh, there will be a title match. It'll just be dependent on who was the winner this Friday. So if gotcha. Ashley beats Marina, then it's Ashley with the belt against Caitlin and whatnot. So that's going to be a big match. We're going to see what's happening. Well, you also have Agony versus Alex Ocean. That's their first, that's their first one-on-one -on -one match. We saw what happened at the brewery. There the, was... Uh, why hit with some yeah hit with a hit clipboard exactly and then but uh, this match is huge if alex ocean loses this match uh, he cannot wrestle for cc if agony loses the match then alex ocean picks their stipulation match for bash the brew the next batch not this next one but the uh following i know alex is working very hard to make sure that this is not his last match i know there's a lot of talk on him going other places and whatnot but this is going to be something that's very interesting let me just say that He's had a really weird year when you consider break the first breakout, he wins the CCW championship, loses it the next night. And then he gets stuck in a series of matches with Will Austin that anybody that can walk away from those should be, that's one thing. Yeah. And now he's stuck. Now he's in there with agony. So it's a weird year. Yeah. You don't know what half of it. He's had a strange <laughs> year. His career is still like very stop and go. Lingley, he had certain opportunities and they might've been taken away. It might not have been taken away, but it's one of those weird things where he's in, he, he wrestled Schlock. That's a big thing. He wrestled that's magic Schlock. He's been at a career crossroads for the last six months. 
But it's funny because that Will Austin thing took off and that was amazing. Uh, they just had that first match so good that they had three matches that were just really good and bloody and whatnot. And then Yag and he turns on him at Summer Glory, his best friend, and what a year for that guy. Yeah. And then, so then if you're saying if Alex Ocean wins, he gets a match at Bash of the Brew, all your Bash of the Brew tickets are on sale throughout the rest of the whole rest of the year. The rest of the year. Yeah. 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 So that's not the September one. That will be October something. There you go. So we know we have Bash at the Brew all year. Sounds like we're going to have poor St. Lucie shows all year. What else is going on? Man, we have Breakout. Breakout with the West Palm Beach shows. So there's West Palm Beach show every month. The tickets, those ticket listings will come up. September 12th is the next one. Then October 17th, November 14th, and then December something. December 3rd will be Breaking Chains which is a huge uh, show that'll be in Port St. Lucie. That'll be a really big show. I, I don't even want to overshadow October 23rd because that's going to be a huge show in Port St. Lucie, Fuego del Sol, and another huge surprise. But then we have uh, Breaking Change, which is the third, and then we have the fourth, and then, yeah, then next year, then we roll right into next year, which is going to have a lot of stuff in it, a lot of stuff in it. We're going to have to run probably a breakout every month at the facility, and probably we have so many new talent training with us. We're going to probably run another show in the facility, maybe a little edgier show. So you'll have the breakout show, which is like our normal shows. And then we'll have maybe a little 18 and over show at the facility as well. So expect shows every week. Basically, yeah. Next week, <laughs> September 11th, you know, Christy James is on. Christy James, there's a James. Oh, that's a man they've been dying to have. Those two want to freaking kill each other. It's one of those things when like, I, I hear the conversation and I'm just like, guys, let's tone it down. Please tone it down. Please tone it down. Which is, which is weird when it's, you're talking about a women's wrestling match. It's not normally, please don't do that to each other. Not to be sexist at all, but it's, please don't you know, do that. And then, yeah, there's just so much good stuff, Ryan. It's just, it's overwhelming. It's really fun. It's really overwhelming. But with the help of Dave Heath, with Dan Ackerman, with all of the CCW fans who always buy the tickets, always help us out. It makes everything Okay, okay. And the construction business is incredibly busy right now. So my line business, the construction business is insane. I don't know, like people are just building things. Like people are staying home now. Models, but there was a lot of new builds. People are buying homes. Like it's crazy. It's just one of those things. It's just like everything hitting at once in a good way. Well, Al Carl will see a punk beat in Florida on Friday at not Chicago, says Al. It's the forbidden door. I know. I don't want to. I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but Alfred might already know. I have my private jet in Chicago bringing down somebody too. So who knows? Who it is? Maybe H.A. Lee comes out Friday. Who knows? At CCW. That's right. <laughs> All right, sir. How cool would that be though? See a punk like, I wish he would like, like I wish he would have, uh, maybe he will, maybe he'll be allowed to. Just do an indie tour. Just do one indie show in every state. And come out and do so. That would be so cool. Or Daniel Bryan, imagine Daniel Bryan just coming out and just wrestling with the top indie guys in each state. It sounds like something Daniel Bryan would want to do. I spoke to uh, PCO and that's his idea once his, once his contract with Ring of Honor is over. They don't let PCO work out with Ring of Honor, which is really disappointing. But uh, with PCO, he's bear with me. When I'm done, we're going to do a, we're going to do a tour. And uh, I guess we don't breathe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get a tour and uh, we'll see. Hopefully we can get two matches on a PCO on his way out. But he wants to do a big, wants to do a bigger stadium show in Montreal where he's from as his last show, but he was, he wants to do like an indie. I will gladly take a PCO date, but imagine a Daniel Bryan date or a CM Punk 
update or see it. Well, imagine wouldn't even think about this two year, a year ago. That's like a joke. But now with this forbidden door, who knows, right? Absolutely. If switchblade, so, you know, a live wrestling every Tuesday, every Tuesday, and every weekend, every sh- sh- three shows a week. Yeah, every yeah. Like for You're gonna see also now the most requested thing that I get is to upload all the bash of the brew shows in their entirety. So people like will will say, please just, can you just put the whole bash of the brew one through five people say, I'll pay you to put this up or I'll pay you for the shows. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back and edit some matches that I didn't edit before or whatever. And I'll, I'm going to start putting some shows in its entirety, summer glory, no, not summer glory up. Yeah, Summer Glory, I'll put up in its entirety. And uh, those breakout shows, I basically have in there in its entirety. So you can watch on live and then we'll, you'll watch the matches. But I'll, I'll be working really hard. I, I added all that myself, but hopefully I'm going to give you more help. Like uh, people don't understand, like editing a live every week, I do it myself. And then I shouldn't destroy the mystique there. But I'm going to have some people helping a little bit on in terms of that, that I'll be able to get some of these full shows up as well. Because... I get it. There's a certain vibe to Bash the Brew. Sometimes I get upset because it's like, we have other amazing shows too. I know we have a great monthly show that's really kicked off really strong and everybody loves it and they want to watch from beginning to end. We have a lot of other stuff too, other shows that we are crushing it. But that being said, yeah, you'll be able to see them in their entirety soon. Not All right. You know, still go to the show. Still go to the show. Buy the tickets. And then if you want to watch it, maybe two months, I'll have some sort of like amount of time and then I'll just. Absolutely. All right, sir, anything else you'd like to share with people before we get out of here today? Guys, thank you guys so much for making uh, CCW awesome. Thank you, Ryan Joy, for your, you guys in the Minister Bell Time fans and stuff have been like a huge part of our growth, a huge part of what we do. I can't tell you guys enough, like how much it means to me. And I have a passion. My passion is professional wrestling. I know a lot of your guys' passion. Obviously yours, Ryan, is professional wrestling. You have a passion. So like when you like wake up and like you realize you're making money, you're making real human dollars, you're making American <laughs> dollars, not, not pesos, you're making American dollars on your passion that you do work really hard and stuff. It's a really weird feeling, something I never thought that I would be able to do. So I owe that to every single human being out there, anyone who trains at the facility, anybody who watches our show. And that's really, uh, it's really important to me because if you're not out there passionate and doing what you love, then life is not as fun. So I want to thank everybody. That's it. Just go to the, the YouTube, go to the social media, go to the, just keep a, keep a close eye because we have a lot of stuff coming on. Ryan, any of my guys available to you, brother, anytime. I, I, I love that Ryan is respectful at shows and all that himself, but please Friday, I would love to have you come back and do a couple interview guys. Please don't, don't be a stranger. Absolutely. All right, sir, for Nelio, for CCW, for Minutes to Bell Time, for the Eastern Observer, I'm Brian Joy, and we will see you next time.